The Lisa Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you in association with James Longman's new restaurant, Bombetta. It's outside Snaresbrook Station. It does a whole range of Italian fare. It's been open since the 10th of August. They're open as well at 8 a.m. in the morning for coffee. And you can make a booking by emailing hello at bombettalondon.com. That's hello at bombettalondon.com. Italian food right by Snaresbrook Station. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Brown West Ham podcast. We are back for series five. And there we go. That was the end of Upton Park. We no longer play there. We've moved to the Olympic Stadium. What a stadium it is. I think we can all agree after those initial couple of games that uh, it's quite a step up, isn't it? Feels a bit special, a little bit like Wembley. Well, we're going to crack right on here on the Nisa Mother Brown podcast and bring you the dulcet tones of James Longman and... Uh, his new boss, James Corden. But before we do that, let's remind you of how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the show. Email podcast at kumb.com. Get on the forum at kumb.com or follow your hosts, your lovely hosts on Twitter. Beautiful people, lovely, one of your own. Bianca is at B E Westwood. Chris is at CJ Skull, and that's with a C, not a K. A C, because he's special. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Cool, there we go. So as you know, last year we lost James Longman to The Late Late Show in Hollywood, and that seems to be doing quite well. And the host of it, James Corden, well, he's a guest this week. What a better way to kick off the series than with that man, big West Ham fan. Without further ado, here it is, James Longman and James Corden in Los Angeles, California. Cool. Right, so we're here in the offices of a late, late show with the host of a late, late show, James Corden. Hi. Big West Ham fan. Yes. I've wanted to see this podcast for a long time. <laughs> I'm big so, knees up Mother Brown, man. Yeah, I know. Cause I you, am. You check the uh, transfer dealings every morning, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah. Cockney Hammer. Cockney Hammer used to do Cockney Hammer's Sunday paper roundup. Yes. I don't know if he still does it. I, think, I don't know if it gets shared around a bit now, yeah. but I, uh, yeah, I'm regularly on the general discussion page because always someone's got some information so I love it yeah, yeah. it's great um, and also because it's transfer season season so everyone's yes. really excited so all well yes it's excitement of. surrounded by <laughs> imminent disappointment <laughs> that's what it that's what it mostly is like oh god we're going to sign Lacazette oh no we're not no oh Carlos Back is coming no it doesn't look like it you know it's a lot of yeah. that um, so what people really don't know, we do a late, late show four times a week. We, we do? Four times a week. Yeah. There's a little bit of West Ham in every show. There is. The sticker. Yeah, well, I have a, at the start of every show, I come out the curtain and uh, walk uh, onto a mark, which I have to stand on for the cameras. And they asked, they, originally they said, do you want like an X or a thing? And so I've got the West Ham crest on the floor so every time I give the monologue I'm standing on the crest of West Ham standing yeah. spreading the West Ham love but the traditional crest not this new this simplified new... version <laughs> the basic version I can't get my head around it I don't know if I like it or not no. I can't work it out really um, and we've, we watch because it's weird timings here we've just yeah. watched the uh, well, even second, just today the Slovakian team the first game at the Olympic Stadium yeah, yeah. 
But then we couldn't actually get it on. I don't know if we can say this, but we, I think we watched it illegally. We did. I think it, it was illegally. an illegal stream, uh, but because it wasn't on the channel that is normally is on. But yeah, it's always like the, the last game at Upton Park. You were there. You yeah. went, and I had to do the show, so I watched it here, and, and I there was no meetings allowed just to take it in, and I <laughs> I sat, and it was a it was a really strange experience actually because I had. Like at the start of the game, I was like, oh, maybe I should have just gone, oh, there's got to be a way I can fly home to do it. And then and then when we went one up, I was like, oh, my God. And then when Winston Reid scored that goal, I was like, oh, my word, it just must be amazing to be there. So we, uh, they very kindly gave me a couple of shows off to be able to come back for it. Yes. But what, what kind of happens here is when West Ham's on the TV and they show all the matches here, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and the days are so busy, James yeah. gets in super early, works all through the day to do a show. It kind of stops for an hour and, well, at half time. At half people time, people kind of will come pitch. in and start talking about <laughs> ideas for the show, and then they all have to get out again. Yeah. Well, so because... people kind of, some people kind of storm around going, oh, we can't get into James because he's watching West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> and Everything then, stops at West Ham. And then you have to keep working. And so now my body, I don't even know I'm doing it. It'll just go, we'll score, and my body will just go, Longman! Like that, and you'll like <laughs> run in. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you've got to watch them. You've got to, like, it's, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um, and how is it watching, how, what are your thoughts on the new stadium? Obviously, we watched, we saw it, and it looked amazing today. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. Like, I, I understand any fans that have got, you you know the, the emotional pull of Upton Park and I, and I and I and I get it. I understand that totally. But the, I think to move on as a club, it's too good an opportunity financially to to not move to that ground. And also, we're not moving to Tottenham. We're not moving. Do you know what I mean? We're moving yeah. two miles down the road. Yeah. You know. So I, I'm really happy that we've made the move, and I'm really happy that actually. Like seeing just today the pictures on like people's social media posts or whatever, like those the huge you know West Ham United up on the side and that wraparound screen. That my big worry was was it ever going to feel like a home or would it feel like we're just renting a sports centre? But it really feels like it is ours. And then I think it's sort of up to us to. It's up to the fans to to create that atmosphere, and then it's up to the players on the pitch to make the fans create that atmosphere. And do you yeah. know what I mean? And and in that respect, it's a it's a really big season. And I think it's probably great to have these games that we're playing now, actually. And then Juventus on Sunday. Is it Sunday or Saturday? Sunday. Yeah, Juventus on Sunday, and then and then we're going to play the other the other games there. And it's just yeah, I'm I'm really I can't wait to go. I can't wait to to be in there and. Um, and like I spoke to Mark Noble, and he he just said that that it's wonderful being down there. That it's it's a it's a great feeling in that stadium, you know. Yeah, there's been lots of good feedback today from uh, the people I sit with. Yeah, the main issue was it's a bit too clean. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure we'll sort that out in no time, you um, know. But no, it's everyone's generally the feedback's been the sight lines are good. Yeah, it's, like, it's really exciting. Everyone's really excited. I well, thought there might be loads of trepidation, particularly on Twitter, yes. which is often very negative. Of course, but generally it's been uh, really positive. 
you know, reaction. Well, I think what's amazing is, and what's brilliant is, because I was, as everybody was, worried about, like, the athletics track and stuff, and even when they said it's these retractable seats, I was like, right, but how far away is it? And then someone told me that there isn't a single seat in the stadium that's further away from the pitch than at Wembley. So you're like, oh, well, I've watched games at Wembley, and it's you can create a great atmosphere there. So I think it's really great, and I think this is a, a massive season for the for the club, really, because... There's a lot of people have bought season tickets or been given season tickets at Christmas presents or things like that that maybe didn't have a season ticket before. And I also think away fans will get a lot of... I think more there'll be more fans that will go, oh, I'll make that trip because I want to yeah. go to the Olympic Stadium. And so if we can make this season a great one, then I think people come back and people come back and that that's a really important thing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's funny, actually. I've got my seat for the season. I'm having to give up to a lot of people. And the... The view we've got is brilliant. So we yeah. can see all of the pitch. We yeah. can see everything that's happening. Yeah. Whereas where we were sat before... In the yeah, you used run, to see the chicken it. run down, right yeah. down by the Bobby Moore, yeah. right? So whenever it, everything looked like a goal up the other end... Yes. And it would be like a corner kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kick, everything looked yeah. like a goal. But it's, uh, I'm excited, actually. I'm what I'm excited. excited about is that unlike, say, when, when Arsenal moved to the Emirates, say, like, they, had to, they have to create their history there... What I love is that what I didn't realise is that today is the exactly the same date four years ago as Super Saturday yeah. at London 2012 when yeah. Mo Farah won and Greg Rutherford won and yes. Jessica Ennis, Ennis won. So there's already history in those seats. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, And I think psychologically that's a really big thing as opposed to moving into a kind of identikit stadium like Tottenham are going to move into, yeah. which is, you know, A, going to be awful because Tottenham fans are going to be in there. But more than that, it's like you've got to create your own sort of thing there, whereas I feel like we're already moving into London's most, one of London's most historic uh, arenas, you know? Yeah, it's true. I I was lucky enough to work on that Olympics, and the atmosphere there was amazing, like being in the stadium. And everybody roars, and that's up to, as you're right, it's up to fans. It's up to the fans. They've got to make the atmosphere. Yeah. It can be made in that stadium. And particularly with the manager that we've got right now, who is bringing a brand of football and a style of football which West Ham fans love, and a sort of charisma that, that just does kind of lift people up in so many ways, you know? Like... I was a big fan of Sam Allardyce, I really was, and I was incredibly worried when when he left because I just I, I, I was so worried that I felt like last season was so important that we just remained in the league, you know? Yeah. That we just remained in the league because the, the thought of opening, the thought of kicking off the season in this stadium in the championship was terrifying to me, and I just never thought that we would get relegated under Big Sam. And... Uh, Particularly after like last year's like Europa League qualifiers, where we were just like we'd qualified via fair play, and then suddenly yeah. like you feel like the world and his wife were being sent <laughs> off. I was like, I don't, what's yeah. happening? But I, I've loved, <laughs> I've yeah. loved watching West Ham this season. Like I was at the Liverpool game last. It was the the last game I watched at Upton Park was the Liverpool game, and we were just incredible. We Pi had been out for six weeks, and he came back, and we just looked so organised. And like when you see. Adrian get the ball and you watch our defence sort of split as opposed to just Running stand away. still. You know what I mean? I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, this is yep. this is so exciting. And I really feel if we can just make those couple of additions to our squad, I think no one's going to fancy playing us, you know? Yeah. Just talking about that Liverpool match, um, 
Which you won 2-0, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. At the start of January. You were telling that nice story about when Payette came. Well, yeah, I was talking to my friend Gabe, who's a big Sunderland fan, and, and he was saying how he didn't know what all the fuss was about with Payette. He thought he was really good. And then the Euros, he was like, oh, he's actually, he's genuinely world class. He's not just good for West Ham, you know? Yep. And I said to him that there, there was an amazing thing at that game where when he was coming on, which was I think around like the 65th minute or something, I saw just these, like he took his training top off and had his shirt on and was getting ready to come on. And I saw these kids, like maybe 11, 12, 13 year old kids, physically sort of bouncing in their seat at the prospect of him coming on. And and I don't think I've seen that at West Ham since like Decanio was there, you know, that, that feeling of excitement about one player. Yeah. It was incredible to watch. How it was so, such an, the Euros was such an odd experience watching France play and being yeah. so excited for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a very, very strange feeling. And also I had that feeling of like, all right, don't be too good. <laughs> yeah, you're not don't, now. Yeah, don't be too good because I can't bear it if you leave, yeah. you know. But I, I, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I'm incredibly optimistic about him staying and, I, and I, I hope, I just hope so much that he does, you know. I think he will. Yeah. I feel, it feels like he will. I mean, he's worshipped. And had such a good season. It's whether one he can continue that form on, which is yes. really tough. Really tough. Really, really tough. And also, he's now going to be in a position where where teams are going to go just sit on him. Yeah. And don't don't even let him get the ball. Which you actually saw a few times last season. Like in that second half of the season, he, players just not giving him any space. But then the, the great thing is that when we're when we're firing with like when there's Lanzini as well and um oh, Antonio yeah. players who are also unpredictable like it's great it's great that if, if that, that West Ham are turning up and, and other teams are going right we've got a game on now yeah. you know and so talking about Slav it's a second season are you worried about there being a second season syndrome I am I'm not I mean I do sort of think back to like Glenn Roder's second season because like people forget like we had a really good really first, good first season. Did we finish we finished seventh, seventh yeah, which seventh. is the same as what we finished now but um, I don't know I was disappointed that we didn't finish sixth is the truth like because yeah. I, I but I feel like that's just a lack of a an out and out quick goal scorer like I'm a huge Andy Carroll fan I think what he brings us is integral to us being hard to beat yeah. and also I you know he I think he is an incredible centre forward and if he can go a season injury free like it, it, he's fantastic to watch he's brilliant like that Liverpool game in particular the difference between him and like Benteke where genuinely Benteke could have kept his kit for the next week it was so clean like yeah. they were wearing all white and, and there wasn't even he genuinely could have gone home in it it was, it was like he barely broke a sweat and and I, and I think that's one thing you can never, you can never criticise Andy Carroll for for his work rate. Yeah. Like he doesn't ever stop. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's always a worry. But the truth is, we've we've got to be looking to equal or better that. But then also, last season was such an anomaly. Sure, like the the big teams. That's, there's a lot of big egos coming in, managing their first season in the Premier League, who are who historically have never ever lost yeah 
Like, you know, like Mourinho has more to prove this season than ever. The, that United squad have something to prove. Uh, Guardiola has something to prove. Conte has something to prove. You know, Klopp, his first full season. has So it's going to be really, really difficult to pull off the results that we pulled off last season against yep. big teams. Yeah, it really is. And you're obviously good mates with Noble. Yeah. Make, like, season of his life. Yeah. A great season. He's incredible. I, I am... I'm his biggest fan and supporter. I, like, because it's interesting, actually, this summer just watching England, like, you realise, and actually watching Leicester last season, is what you realise is ability, of course, is a massive thing that you're looking for in all your teams, but I will take heart and passion over ability every day of the week. I absolutely will. To have a player in your team who just would do anything for that football club and to be the captain and he I think he leads by example he leads from the front I think he's incredibly underrated internationally like what he can bring to a team and I looked at that England team and I think Eric Deere's a great player I I, I think um you know, you, uh, who else was playing in centre midfield? Like, I think Dyer. Uh, Dyer was great. Delhi Ali, look, Delhi yeah. Ali is an incredible football player. Yeah. But what they don't have is a sort of maturity beyond their years, really. Like, like, and that's what Noble's always had is that sort of maturity to just dig deep. And you look at that England team and you go, who is the player who's going to stand up at half time and, 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 and give a speech to pick those players up? And remind them that they're playing for West Ham United and remind them how important that is. Because you can say whatever you like about, about modern day football players, but they all want to be inspired. And I think he's a really, really inspiring captain to be around. I really do. Yeah, and interesting about England, Big Sam now manager. Yeah. We're both Big Sam fans. We yeah. did a great job for us. Yeah. I think 100% his best choice. Oh my God. He's, well, interestingly, I watched the Euros final, the France-Portugal game, round a, a friend of my wife's house and there was a guy there who I didn't know and he was also a West Ham fan and really it was only us two who were really watching the game properly and about in like the 75th minute or something he actually went watching Portugal is like watching West Ham under Big Sam Yeah, he said because our problem was not that we got beat a lot of the time it was that we didn't win enough games yeah. like we we had a lot of draws and I think he is the perfect choice to manage England because I don't care how England play I don't care how attractive England is. I just want us to win yep. and get to a semi-final. 100%. That's all I care about. Yep. Did we win? Do we, you know? And, and I believe he'll bring that. Yep. And I think it's strange for like Mark Noble now because I think everybody's saying to him, oh, you're, that's it, you'll get called up now. And I, and I really do hope that that's true. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if Big Sam is the type of manager to almost go, I'll show you what I can do with these players. Yes. You know? There is that, yeah. And centre midfield, difficult position. There's a lot of great players. But he absolutely deserves a chance. If he can play the same as he played last season. I mean, even today, that, that, the, the, the assist that he got today in the, in the qualifier, like, it, was, it was an incredible pass. Yeah. And... Other, if other players make that pass, it's like, oh my word, look at what he can, look at the vision of it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and Mark, because of the type of player he is, because he's never moved for a huge transfer fee, 
because he's been at West Ham all that you know his whole career. There, there's a sort of thing of like, oh yeah, well that's Mark Noble well, is what he Glamour. does. So Mark I Glamour. do, I do hope that um, I do hope that that Sam gives him a chance. Yeah. And Cresswell too, you know, yeah. I really do. I, watching the Euros, I mean, Carroll was a huge loss not taking him. We yeah. played as if Andy Carroll was playing. Yeah, without Andy Carroll without there. Without Andy Carroll there, Cresswell would have been great. Now, Antonio would have caused, you know, without Claren Blue Glasses, he would have caused problems running against those teams. You know, and Noble as well. There's all, all four players that must be thinking. For I mean, sure, I mean, Danny Drinkwater. Yeah. How can you win the league? Win the league and lose your place... To a player who's played 90 minutes twice in two years. Yeah. Like, we have got to get away from this thing of, like, the club that you play for will be... And, and, I, and I do believe that Sam... Because I think he feels like he's been overlooked. Yeah. I hope so much that he'll remember that and look to players that have also been overlooked and give them a chance in these friendlies. Yeah. And go, can you handle it, you yeah. know? I mean, Cresswell uh, looks so excited. It's a big blow for him and us as fans. Massive. It's massive. Because also, what he has got, which, which some of our squad don't have, is just out-and-out out consistency. Like, you look at a player like Enna, Valencia, and, like, if he could just find consistency, yeah. it would be incredible. But, like... He, like when I watch Valencia, it reminds me of um, like. Do you remember that player who played for Chelsea, Jesper Gronkia? Yes. Where Chelsea used to have the best song for him, where they would sing, "Whoa, he's halfway there." Oh, <laughs> Jesper yes, Gronkia, and it was so on the nose because you're like, you are, you're halfway there to being unstoppable. Yeah. And um, and uh, you know, and and I, th- yeah, I, I hope Enna would stay for another season. And just try and find the form that yeah. made us pay that money for him, you know? Him and Sacco at the start of last season and Oof. the start of... And when Allardyce had that yeah. game on, actually. Yeah. They, they look so good together, so dangerous. Every time those two attack together, looks amazing. Yeah, Sarko's one... Well, like... I sort of... I wasn't disappointed that he was leaving. But at the same sort of time, I don't find myself disappointed that he's leaving. That he's staying, he's rather. Staying, yeah. You know, because... I don't know. I feel for him in many ways. I feel like his contract probably isn't the contract that he deserves to be the centre forward at yep. West Ham United Football Club. I think if you're looking at Andy Carroll and the money that he's on, and you're Diabra Sacco, and you're on a quarter of that money, you would probably start to throw your toys out the pram a little bit. But you know, if I hope, I don't know. I hope him staying doesn't prevent us from buying somebody. Yeah, I really do. Like. And I just don't know who that player is, though. You know, like I, I really don't. Yeah. And whether Slav can get him to play again—that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, but I think he can because I think he's so he's so desperate for a good contract that he will understand that it's only it's only goals are going to get him that contract, whether yeah. that's at West Ham or that's somewhere else. Like he he's you know he can stick. I think he's got three years to go on his contract maybe yeah. even two years to go on the contract but if you don't score a goal for two years that contract's not going to get better when you leave you know yeah. so and I feel like Slav is the type of manager to do that but I also feel he's the type of manager that if you make it clear that you don't really want to play for West Ham he's sort of like well get out then yeah. or go you know um, and talk about Antonio now my he's playing right back a lot he's not yeah, right back no. Slav seems to think he's good in that position I don't want that to be the kind of the thing where people go, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing about 
Billich. Yeah. I want it to be like, he looks so good attacking. He's not a right back. He keeps getting caught out. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think he's going to stick to his guns or do you think? I think, I fear he might. I fear he might, you know. Uh, I don't know. I had, I, I've still got high hopes for Sam Byram, actually, because any Leeds fans I know talk about him so uh, passionately as, as being terrific. And so, I don't know. It's a really, really tough position now, wing back, because I'm saying wing back even like they're not they're left and right back, they're full backs. But the whole position of full back has changed in where you have to be winger, crosser. You've got, be, you've got to be able to beat players and stop players beating you. And, and to the point where I sort of feel like if Gary Neville was coming through for Man United now, he probably wouldn't get in the team. Yeah. Not because of his ability, because of the, just the change in that position, you know, of playing like three in a midfield to the front. You know, it's it just sort of changed that whole thing. Um, and a greater sort of role of holding midfield players. So you need those players to, to run on. So I think he must be looking at Antonio and going, well... What he lacks defensively, he brings us offensively. But I, I do sort of, I do wish we had a, a brilliant right back. Yeah, I, I really, really we're, do. It feels like we're a few players short. Still. It does, and I mean, and truthfully, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm really, really excited about Reese Oxford and Reese Burke. Yeah. Like, I really am. Like, I think Reese Oxford. I think Reese Oxford is the most exciting prospect since Rio. Actually, yeah. I really, really do. A lot of comparisons, um, and I and I I hope he is sensible enough to stay at West Ham for a few more seasons and understand that, of course, it's incredibly exciting and flattering to move to a club like Man City or Man United but actually the only thing that's going to make him better is playing games yeah. and particularly if we qualify for the Europa League then he's going to play a lot of football he's going to play more games this season in the Olympic Stadium consistently in front of 55,000 people and the experience that you will gain from that with a manager who clearly rates and believes in him yeah that, that that you know that's the greatest thing he could do with his career and Reese Burke too, Reese Burke I think has has progressed a lot quicker than anyone thought he was going to. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea first match. Yeah. Monday night. Slightly worried about it'll that. It'll be midday. For midday us. kickoff. I'm midday slightly kickoff. worried about that. Because I Chelsea away. It's tricky. <sighs> yeah. And also brand new manager. Yeah. Players fired up. Want to impress him? Yeah, he we're looks a, like a. a we're good appalling last season. We'll want to absolutely put those ghosts to bed. To know, we'll know that one good solid win will just kick them off. And there's yeah. players in that team who absolutely will want to be playing Champions League football next season and winning leagues. And you know, and I think. I don't know. I don't know why we're not in for Loic Remy, actually. Yeah. I really we're don't. linked with him, but I don't know yeah. if they actually go for him. But if they get Lukaku, which I think they will, I mean, there's a chance that like Remy will just go to Everton. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like him, Carroll, Sarko, Valencia, I, like, I feel like, I don't know, Loic Remy on the end of like Dimitri Payet's yeah. assists, I, I'm, it excites me a lot. I, I, yeah, I wonder why that is, actually. And what do you reckon for the year? How do you think we'll do? Oh, man, I don't want to be, like, pessimistic in any way. I don't. I feel like if we finish in the top half of the table, 
it, it will have been good with the squad that there is right now. Yeah. Like with the squad that there is, and I even think that if we spend like twenty million for Andre Ayew, which is seems to be the most likely player coming in, I I think, uh, you know, I I just I don't know. I I feel like I just feel like other teams are looking really really strong like I can't even tell you what the top four will be this season yeah. I, I really really can't yeah. and so I think if we were to finish in the top ten like ideally we'd finish in the top six would be incredible but what we've got to learn to do is beat the Watfords and beat the uh, you know like that team that's like the last Roms and the yeah Watfords and the Palaces and, like yeah. when we played Watford away last season Vicarage Road like I remember we watched it together yeah we were appalling. We were atrocious. And what we seem to have is a lot of players who can get themselves up for the big games. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like that was a lot of Payet last season was, like, proving himself against Chelsea and Arsenal and yep. Liverpool. And and, uh, and what we need to do is just be a bit more consistent and sort of win a bit and win some ugly games, really. Yeah. And I think if we do that, if we can, you know, if we can batter Bournemouth that first home game Chelsea won't really matter but if we get beat by Chelsea and then we lose to Bournemouth it's like you just confidence we showed last season confidence is just massive you cannot it's the it's the biggest thing you can have really yeah so we we've really got to sort of just come out of the blocks quick and I, yeah. I just want us to sign a striker so much I think once one goes it's going to be a merry-go-round of strikers I think I know well that's what everyone keeps saying but then like I don't know. I don't even know if I want this backer to come now. I know. You get to a stage where you just want someone. <laughs> I know, but then, but then by that. the same time, at the same time, you know, like, it, like it's not easy yeah. for our... I, I sympathise with our owners. Like, there's not that many players. Yeah. Like, it isn't easy to, to find these players. And you, you're in a position where Liverpool spend £32 million on Christian Benteke. Yeah. They spend £30 million on Andy Carroll. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Giroud. Like, it, it, what would he go for now? And yeah. I don't want Giroud at West Ham. I don't, but, like, the sad reality is he's probably better than the strikers <laughs> that we've got. And, I, and, I, yeah. and so I, I really hope that we can, can gel and find the right player. We just need some pace up front, is yeah. the truth. We really, really do. Trust in Slav. What's your prediction? Where do you think we're uh, I think you're right. I just... I think to, anywhere in the top ten, I'd be happy with. Yeah. I'm always overly optimistic about these things, but I think like everyone seems to be buying. There's, a, as you say, there's a lot of egos that have got knocked. They're all going to be back. All the big teams are back this season. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about yeah, it. For sure. Like it'll be interesting to Everton see how Leicester have got money to spend. Everton have got money, but then if Lukaku goes, yeah, that's massive loss for them because also, I feel like if Lukaku leaves, it sends a message really to your. And if John Stones goes, which I, I think is probably going to happen, yep. then how do you feel if you're Ross Barkley? Yeah. You know? So I think we have to remember that the players that we've got, like Winston Reid, I think we would, would get into the squad of... He'd get a Man United squad, yep. I think. I'd much rather have Winston Reid than Phil Jones. Yeah. Um, I think I'd rather have Winston Reid than Chris Smalling actually in terms of heart and passion yeah. much as I think Smalling is a brilliant player Ogbonna I think is great and I think Reece Oxford coming through like I was yeah. sad when Tompkins went yeah. but then I do feel like £10 million for Tompkins 
with Oxford and Burke coming through is is huge. Like, and I think like I read like, oh, there's someone coming in the office. Sorry. Kaplan, the watchdown's ready. The watchdown. See, these are the sort of terminologies. <laughs> Shows me no respect. These are the sort of terminologies you get at the late the late show. Ready. The watchdown is ready. But yeah, so I'm I'm hope I'm hopeful. Okay. Final What's that question, question. Final question from Chris, uh, who hosts us in the UK. Can you let listeners know how James is really getting on out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there hasn't been much. There hasn't been much press about that. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry about that. And have you seen Christian Daly? We're on a eternal search for that man yeah where is Christian Daly I don't know we don't know he's what spotted sometimes in Brentwood <laughs> what's happened to Christian Daly that money that Harry blew <laughs> I think back to that every I think back to that so much yeah. that like when we sold Rio Ferdinand Gareth Southgate had put in a transfer request at Aston Villa and we like the truth is, at that moment in their careers, there, w- there wasn't a great difference between Rio Ferdinand and Gareth Southgate. Yeah. It's just one was about to be the best centre-back of his generation, or certainly English centre-back of his generation, and one was a really solid centre-back, but he was 28, you know? Yeah. And, like if and I knew that we had to build the stand and all that stuff, it was a lot of money, so you sell Rio, buy, buy Gareth Southgate and pocket £8 million pounds yeah. and put that towards the stand. To go and buy Hayden Fox... Rigobert Song, Titi Kamara, Christian Daly, and um, who was the guy that ended up at Portsmouth? Todorov. 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 They were the five. Todorov. They were the five players we spent Rio Ferdinand's transfer fee on. <laughs> like no wonder Frank was like, right, I'm out then. I'll yeah. go. The only thing I can remember about Hayden Fox is he was ginger Australian and he got done for pissing on the bar yes. at, a night, at a Christmas party Yes, up in um, near Piccadilly Circus. I can't but it's it just not the answer. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm pleased that like Winston signed a new contract and I think Ogbonna seems happy and but I, I like Adrian, I think he's a good, I think he's a good yeah. keeper, you know. Um, so I, I feel like we have, we have a really good chance but I don't know, how many seasons can you say we're just one or two players away? Yeah. You know, but I, I, I hope... I don't know, players, I think, want to play for Billich. That's the truth. Yeah. It's exciting times. James Corden. James Longman. Thank you. Come on, you on. Come on, you on. The Leeds of the Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you in association with James Longman's new restaurant, Bombetta. It's outside Snaresbrook Station. It does a whole range of Italian fare. It's been open since the 10th of August. They're open as well at 8 a.m. in the morning for coffee. And you can make a booking by emailing hello at bombettalondon.com. That's hello at bombettalondon.com. Italian food right by Snaresbrook Station. What are you waiting for?